0: lovers and welcome to the liberty mike podcast broadcasting from an undisclosed location in the heart of dixie i am michael and i am here with liberty larry how's it going doing all right yeah yeah Yeah, a little less of that old man stuff today yeah yeah Um, i hope so man hopefully i can sit here the whole time and not have to beep up (laughs) yeah all right that was bad man (laughs) uh, um my uh, my shoulder hasn't healed (laughs) oh yeah but uh, uh it's not as bad
1: yeah, well, that's good. Doing your exercises, slow and right. steady.
0: Yeah. Uh, actually, I, I've had to adjust things. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I, I am. Yeah, I'm still exercising, but there are things that, like, I do it, and I'm like, oh, yep, I can't move <laughs> quite like that. What? Let's let's yeah. try something a little bit different. It's usually like out to the side. Yeah. Anyway, and I'll, I'll keep doing the right thing with my right arm, and I'll do something different with my left. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> yeah. It'll yeah. it'll work its way out, or I'm gonna go to the doctor next week. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, you're better than me. It's gotta get pretty bad before I make that decision. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, as long as long as it's I feel like it's improving, I'm I won't do yeah. anything. Yeah. Um Absolutely. There's no I mean, there's no reason to go to the doctor as long as it's improving. Yeah. If I reach a point where I'm like, okay, well it's just not it's just not getting any better. Like <laughs> my I arm's
1: st- here, but I can't really move uh, it around uh, anymore. Yeah,
0: I still can't <laughs> lift my elbow out to the side. Like maybe yeah. it's it used to go that way <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um maybe somebody should look at this. maybe I have some other some other kind of damage. See, mm. but the weird thing is that like I've had issues all down my left side, really um yeah, just like come and go kind of stuff like uh sometimes my hip will hurt like yesterday my my left foot in the evening was killing me really and i couldn't I couldn't stretch it out, and I couldn't figure out what the problem was. And so I have started to think that, like, maybe the issue is like uh, some kind of spinal thing. Like, maybe I'm pinching a nerve somewhere. Or something maybe it's like how that. you're
1: sleeping.
0: Or like I don't you think so. like you sleep, right? Like I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. For that three hours a night, I don't feel like that <laughs> really affects. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, it always worries me when I have anything <clears throat> on my left side. It's like, oh, oh, am I having a heart attack? Am I having a stroke? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's immediately where mine goes.
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I try not to worry. I figure, you know, if I die, I die.
1: (laughs) Right. I definitely try to embrace that spirit as well.
0: Yeah, it's hard to do, though. And the the older you get, the less you feel that way, too. (laughs) Because when you're young, when you're thinking about dying, you're like, ah, it can't happen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When you're older, you're like, man, I'm really not that far. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Time to start thinking about this more, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. I should make some plans. Right. (laughs) Yeah, um, which is what I did was that I told my brother where my hidden st- stuff was. Right. <laughs> that, that was my plan. Okay, now you have to distribute redistribute it's, the wealth. If, so, it's all buried in different <laughs> places happens. across the county. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. He's got a map. He's got a map, exactly. <laughs> X marks the spot. There, there you go. <laughs> Actually, that's not the way to do a map. I think you do a map, X marks the starting point. Ah, yeah. There you go. And then they then they have to follow the clues. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have trouble with any maps you send me. <laughs> I don't pick up on the hints very well. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm bad at that, too. So maybe it works out. You know? Yeah, right. Well, uh, we got a few things to talk about today. Um, I guess foremost on everybody's radar right now is the uh, Mar-a-Lago raid. Yeah. So, I mean... It,
1: like, so we you say this a lot right now and have since Trump was elected, as far as things just being unprecedented. Mm-hmm. But this, this kind of is that, like, I mean, this isn't something that happens very often, yeah, if ever. I mean, I don't know of very many examples, if any, where a, pre, a former president is being having this house raided. Yeah,
0: when did that happen? Ah, it was the other day, maybe Monday. Monday? I'm not sure actually. I don't remember. Okay. Um, well, so because we had the uh the County Libertarian Party meeting on Tuesday. Yeah. And I don't remember it coming up.
1: I don't remember it coming up either. So maybe it was did happen Tuesday. It didn't happen yesterday.
0: Though. No, it definitely went yesterday.
1: So it had to have either been Monday or Tuesday.
0: Maybe it was last week and it just had already passed as news by the time we went. <laughs> I <laughs> don't know. Anyway. Um I do remember saying to some other comment uh, about Trump um, at that meeting, though, that like he's still the focus, like he is the focal point uh, of all of like everything that the media is trying to control. Like he they're so terrified still of him running and winning. Well, it's it is crazy because I, so
1: I watched the documentary. It's been a few weeks ago on uh, McCarthy and McCarthyism. And that was something I didn't really know a lot about. And it was fun to watch. But the the thing that I really took away from watching it was the end of McCarthy towards the end of his career, because what happened is, is he kept still making the claims and, and accusing people of communism and the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But the media just quit paying attention yeah and if the if the media had done that in 2016 when Trump ran, mm-hmm. he probably never would have been president. yeah he probably wouldn't have even won the the thing, the nomination. but what he feeds off of is the media frenzy and and that's it's still going on now yeah. it's like they it's like they hate him so much, but they can't turn off the switch that mm-hmm. were they covering
0: yeah well in in that regard, this was a terrible move politically. Yeah. Um, because they have, I mean, uh, you know, put it in air quotes, a win with the Inflation Reduction Act going through the Senate. Yeah. Um, that they could go out and tout to their constituents. Um, but instead, we're talking about Trump. Yeah. Yeah. They sucked all of the media coverage away from it with this raid on on the Mar-a-Lago estate. Yeah. So and Trump. Uh, you know, say whatever else about him, but Trump knows how to, he, to, knows use how to the work, media. he
1: knows how to work the media. Yeah, Like, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that is his like shining thing. Like mm-hmm. he knows how to work and manipulate them. Yeah. Um, and that's all he's, that's all he's ever been really good at, <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and so they, you know, they've given away their best opportunity to get some good press by giving press to, to Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, and uh well, you know i mean there's there's ways that this <coughs> could this could turn in their advantage like if something well it depends so, on what know. they have yeah like that's that's really
1: the nuts and bolts of it is mm-hmm. do they actually have something and something that they can can that the that the public will really get behind and be like, "Oh all right, this is a bridge too far, blah blah blah, or mm-hmm. is it just like stupid stuff
0: Well, I mean, I kind of feel like they're probably just fishing.
1: I think they're fishing too. Um because so the um they haven't actually released officially what what the warrant is for. And in fact I, mm-hmm. I so before I came in today I kinda caught up with the news of the day and um the who's the head of the um ah the
0: of what, the Justice Department or the Garland. FBI? Okay, Merrick Garland was
1: made a statement today saying that he was okay with releasing the, I guess, the front page of the warrant yeah. that just says, you know, I guess what what they were after or what kind mm-hmm. of things they were after in that. But I guess Trump has to either sign off on that or mm-hmm. fight them to not let them release it. Um, so we're going to kind of wait and see where that goes. Yeah, but I mean that to me that's really kind of the the nuts and bolts of it. Like, I mean, is were they, did they really have something that they were going after that's legitimate or mm-hmm. are they, like you said, just fishing?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing that I would be most interested in. I, I was talking uh, with my mom last night about this whole thing and um, we got to talking about the fourth amendment because of the warrant issue. Yeah. Uh, Cause she was saying, I, I can't imagine that they had a warrant so expansive that they could search some of the things that they, that they searched. Yeah. Um, and so I just like read the Fourth Amendment. Yeah. And um and you know what I will do that now. All right. Uh, give me just a second to pull it up here because you know if I'm gonna read it literally I should get it. I don't have it memorized.
1: Well, I mean, it sounds like they went. They tossed the whole place. Um, they even broke into one of the safes, which that one struck me personally because I have a really nice safe, and I I was actually wondering like, well, did they like break the safe or did they just crack it? Like that's my question.
0: Well, I, I I heard that they brought in a professional safe cracker.
1: Okay. So as long as they didn't damage the safe, I don't know. I would be upset if somebody damaged my safe. Well,
0: I I <laughs> see if I was Donald Trump and I had paid for a safe, like and I, I the kind of safe that I would assume that Donald Trump would pay for. I'd be pretty pissed if somebody could crack it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like you're going back for a refund, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would be contacting that company afterwards and said, yeah. hey, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how, how I paid they... good money for this yeah, thing. They should have, had to have blown it up. It's supposed to be uncrackable. <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, the Fourth Amendment is the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. And no warrant. This is the important part. Yeah. And no warrants shall issue but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. So what I always point out to people is that there's there's no or there. Yeah. Like that series of statements are all and statements. Yeah. Right? So um, the warrants shall uh, be issued only with probable cause and supported by oath or affirmation. And particularly describing the places to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. All of those you things need have to be. All of those things. Yeah. Well,
1: and I don't know if you remember this conversation, but we had, me and you had a conversation years ago now with um, a friend of ours that was a police officer. Mm-hmm. And um, he had said that, you know, it, it, you really have to. There people that write these warrants really know how to phrase them and word them so that they can look at everything that's possible to be looked at. Yeah. And you've got to believe that that's kind of probably what happened here. Oh,
0: I'm sure that it is. And and my only point in bringing it up is that, you know, again, we've really strayed well outside the bounds of the Constitution. Oh, yeah. Um, that this, it's just a piece of paper.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, that, I make that case on the right yellow to people. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, and, but it's, it's an important point because obviously if they can do this to him, they can do this to you. And, uh, I don't know if I talked about this on the last podcast. I probably did because I had just read the, um, the essay and I was like really excited about it. <laughs> yeah Um, so the last essay in Michael Malice's collection, uh, the Anarchist Handbook is by I want to say John is the first name, but the last name is hasness
2: Okay.
0: Um, and it is about a uh, rule of law. Yeah. And um, he, he makes a statement or makes the case. And I, I a good one, I think um, that the rule of law is a myth um, just like the divine right of Kings. And, and that it serves the same purpose um, that it j- is to create this idea that there's some kind of objective reality that is the reason for, whatever oppression is going on. But the truth is that the law is subjective and, and he, yeah. he says, and I have always said, um, so I certainly agree that it should be yeah. like there. It should take in the totality of factors, especially when, um, assigning punishment, right? Like, yeah, that's particularly where, but if the law were not subjective, you wouldn't need judges. You could just plug all the information into a computer system and have it, you know, spit out a result and you'd have the same thing every time. But the danger of the law being subjective um, is that and and he's you know saying, from the perspective of of an attorney um, because because the law is is so Leviathan anyway, that there's so many cases, so many rules, so many regulations, so many ordinances, so many precedents set, um, that you can find uh, a strong logical argument for whatever result you whatever want. you're looking for yeah. yeah um and uh and so the problem there is that you end up with a, a system that can be used against particular groups of people and used to protect others yeah. which is you know what we see here with um generally speaking you know politically connected uh very wealthy um, elite people being protected by the law and people that don't have the the means or wherewithal to defend themselves properly being oppressed by it. Oh yeah. And uh and I, I think that this is a really striking case in that respect because of um the the comparison with the Clinton issue. Yeah. Um, with oh, the, yeah. With the emails,
1: because in in all likelihood, and I don't know because nobody nobody knows right now mm-hmm. um, as we sit here recording this what this was all about. Yeah. But in all likelihood, it was about because uh, him, Trump, and his attorneys have been going back and forth over um, classified documents and mm-hmm. that kind of thing yeah. that was supposedly taken from the White House and shouldn't been. Mm-hmm. Um, what do they call that? The congressional one of the offices that controls the um the documents and stuff oh, they're okay. they're okay. i forget what the organization is, but um they've been going back and forth over him, supposedly taking stuff he shouldn't have mm-hmm. the difference the thing is though is all presidents do this. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't unique to Trump. Yeah. Um, every president goes back and forth over what what is supposed to be theirs and what isn't. Yeah. You know?
0: And, and the Clintons, well, and his statement afterwards suggests that that's kind of what it was about. Yeah. Um, it says him not only removing documents but maybe some physical things too yeah. uh, who knows yeah uh, silverware whatever who yeah.
1: Knows? Uh my favorite was the clintons when they took all the
0: w's <laughs> off the keyboards yeah well and the um <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's just my my go-to on that one
0: well it, that's kind of the thing so you have um on the um uh, classified documents issue you have hillary clinton's emails emails, that were run through her personal server that weren't supposed to be that they just kind of ignored. Now Comey brought it up like right at the end. But I think that, I think that was Comey trying to save his butt, like protect himself, um, like reading the writing on the wall and thinking like, it could I better have a hedge. Yeah. It could be (laughs) that this guy becomes the president instead of Hillary Clinton. And so I better show
1: that I did something (laughs) yeah, Yeah. Yeah,
0: to show some loyalty to him or whatever. Yeah. Um, and especially knowing more about Comey now than I did then, I'm almost certain that that was, that, <laughs> that was, was that was a calculation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but okay. So you have that on the, um, you know, the emails as a comparison to removing classified documents. Now here's another difference. Um, Hillary Clinton, as secretary of state couldn't unclassify documents, but, Donald Trump as president could, yeah, like anything that he took out of there, he actually could have unclassified before or declassified. I guess is the right yeah. word, right? Um, declassified before he took it out the door, anyway. Yeah, so so, I mean, so it's it kinda like kind of hard to believe that yeah that he would
1: have took these things and then not taken that action. <laughs>
0: but you know, in terms of physical stuff, you know, you, the the Clintons. Um, gutted the White House yeah. like a they you know like a white out. trash family leaving a motel <laughs> right. I mean and so you have that comparison with the Clintons as well but the yeah. the difference is that the Clintons are a powerful family yeah and part of the elite and while Trump is in his own way he's not really part of the elite no yeah um well, he's, he, he's definitely an been,
1: been cashed upon since mm-hmm. you know he decided to run for president,
0: and so you have this like really stunning example of the contrast and how two two different people with essentially the same potentially, I guess, um indictable offenses are being treated very different ways by the same the same law. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah. Which is
1: is like I say, obviously that's a problem.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and it it doesn't bode well for the rest of us, and um and so along those same lines, uh, I wanted to talk uh, some about the Alex Jones trial. Yeah, um because this is a, this is very similar in a lot of ways, and in that regard, in terms of like the law being used to um, to oppress some people. Well, and something else I'd
1: like to just point out. Um, so mm-hmm. we mentioned on the last podcast. Um, about the Inflation Act that Mm -hmm. they did and um, adding a bunch of... Inflation
0: Reduction. Reduction
1: Act, that's That's right. I always get it wrong. But um, about them adding a bunch of funds and stuff for the IRS. Yeah. Well, so I didn't know it at the time. I don't know. We didn't know a lot at the time. But uh, Mm -hmm. apparently, so 87,000 is how many agents they're planning on adding with this. Well, I didn't
0: realize they were more than doubling the number of IRS agents. Yeah,
1: that's a ton of folks. Um. And so this as we talk about some of this tonight, so obviously with Trump and we're gonna move into Alex Jones. Um, just bear in mind the IRS just got a whole lot more power to dig into whatever they want to. Yeah.
0: Um the yeah, the way they're gonna do in reduce inflation is not by spending less money, it's by taking more of your money.
1: Yeah. And they had the a former, he wasn't the current, he was the former head of the IRS interviewing him the other night. And I mean, he was he was just openly saying that what they're um what they're projecting to to get out of this that they can almost double is what he was saying. He was like the money's there. Like if we in if we dig in and of course he wasn't he was like oh but it won't be the low income people or you know. That that's a lie. It's I'm, a I'm, well, I'm we, certain that that's a lie. We know that that's a
0: lie. It's only like 10 or 15% of audits right now are are people that, that are in the higher income class,
1: And he has to know that's a lie, too, because if he really believes that they can pull that much more money than what they're projecting in the next 10 years, he's got to know that you that's not coming from the top 10% or yeah. whatever. That's now, coming the, from everybody.
0: The vast majority of audits are low um, and low middle income uh, people and families because they're low hanging fruit Yeah, because they don't have the ability to bring in the attorneys and the accountants and all that stuff to defend themselves. Yeah.
1: So it's just something to, I mean, we're talking about, you know, uh, just the power of government and it's something to keep in mind that the power of government just got a lot stronger. Yeah.
0: Oh, and just as a side note, um, in preparation for this, uh, over the next however many years. Um, so my, uh, Dr. Benton White, who taught me economics in high school, um, had a section in the economics course that I took with him uh, where he talked about what to do if you are audited by the IRS. Yeah. And I don't remember all the specifics, and I didn't take very good notes because I was a terrible student. Yeah. But um, one of the things that that I do remember him saying is, you make them be specific. Because yeah. when they first contact you about an audit, yeah. I mean, it's probably going to start with, uh, you owe us this amount of money. Yeah. Because yeah. most people just say, "Oh no, the IRS," and pay it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And so he's like, "Don't do that." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, respond with, "Ask them what they're auditing you for," yeah. and they will probably come back with a very broad range. And yeah. you just make them be specific. Refine it down. Yeah. You yeah. keep asking questions until they won't answer questions anymore, essentially, and you get them to uh, to be as specific as you can possibly make them, yeah. and then you don't and you don't offer them any information. Yeah. Until you can't get them to make it any more specific. Yeah. Oh, good advice. Because really most audits are phishing. Like yeah. if they look over a broad enough period and enough items, yeah. they'll find something. Oh, absolutely. And so you want to make them say exactly what it is that they think that, they, that you've done wrong. Yeah. yeah. And respond to that and that only. There you go.
1: Oh, that's good advice. Yeah. And, and advice people are going to need in the future, I'm telling you, because <laughs> yeah. the next few years are going to get rough. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um And, uh, you know, if the if the Jones trial is any indication, it could be rough, particularly for people who are speaking out.
1: Yeah. Um, well, and that's that's the other scary thing is mm-hmm. that, you know, the people who are considered dissidents for whatever reason, whether because you support Trump or because who knows, you know, um, the the government is always. Open to being a weapon against the people it doesn't like mm-hmm. and um, with the new power that they've they've been given here it's yeah it, it could be a hard time for people like us
0: <laughs> yeah well um, the okay so that's it is kind of the issue here with the Jones trial and why I think it's important and why I think it relates to the you know the harassing of Trump they're harassing Alex Jones in the same in the same well in a similar way. Yeah. Um, I suppose. And so while this is officially, um, uh, um, Oh gosh, what's <laughs> the word? It's so, a so civil uh, defama- trial, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a civil trial, but it's a uh, officially defamation and intentionally caused emotional distress. Yeah. Right. Um, but this is a, this is a free speech question. Yeah. And, uh, and so I think that it's, a. Um, well and it's also just your rights in court um that is in question here too so yeah um there certainly in just like in the Trump thing there have been violations now i don't know in the Trump thing if there were violations of the 4th amendment just like from my perspective there's there almost have to have been yeah. um but in the Jones trial there are <laughs> yeah uh definitely um there's been a breach of attorney client privilege Um, there's been, he's been denied a jury trial, um, which he's supposed to have access to upon request, but it's, it's been denied. Um, now how valid the reason for that denial is like, I'm, I'm not an attorney, like, I don't, I'm not familiar enough with the law to say, but I have heard attorneys commenting on that. He should not have been denied a jury trial. Yeah. Um, and uh they they're ignoring some supreme court precedent in these kind of matters anyway so uh, historically speaking class, this is essentially a class libel claim yeah right like it's the the families of the um of kids that attended sandy hook um are suing him for uh defamation and um intentionally imp- Potentially apply whatever, emotional distress stuff. Yeah. Um and uh, so it's it's a class libel suit against Alex Jones for making quote unquote making false statements yeah. um, about them. Now, class libel claims haven't been permitted historically in the US, and they have kind of settled through precedent on a rule of twenty five, yeah. um, which is to say that uh, that Unless you specifically mention somebody, like if you, by name, if yeah, if you are um, defaming a group, yeah, that you have to be able to identify who, yeah, specifically is being the group, yeah. yeah, um, and the you know so like if it's a if it's a small group, if there's like six or eight people in this group, you identify and you defame them, then okay, they there's only the six or eight of them, they're identifiable. Like, yeah, you know, you can bring a case, um, if there's like a hundred of them, yeah, then like any kind of defamation kind of has to be inferred, like it's not yeah, it's not specific enough, yeah. um, so that wouldn't be a case that was allowed, so I uh, you know you've gotta find a happy number somewhere in there, yeah. and twenty five has been the this number that they've they more or less yeah. settled on, yeah, um <laughs> now he these people that have brought these cases against him, he's never mentioned any of them by name. Okay. Right. Like all these families, he's never mentioned any of them by name. He's just said that the, you know, the parents of the Sandy Hook kids are, are, um, crisis crisis actors and, you know, so on, but it's all been generalized in that way. And there were 456 students at the time of this incident enrolled at Sandy Hook. Yeah. So how many parents does that make? (laughs) 600, 800.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean that's more than twenty five right? more than twenty five definitely <laughs>
0: yeah. um so historically these kind of cases wouldn't have been allowed to be brought anyway yeah um and uh beyond that, there's two supreme court cases about this because back in the um post civil rights south or i guess in the civil rights era south really um the uh some of these towns um were trying to use their control over the courts to essentially ruin anybody that was that was attacking them in any way that was commenting on their bad governance yeah right um they're continuing to um ignore civil rights uh of um of minorities and so forth and so they would just continue to bring defamation and libel suits against these organizations until they could shut them up that way. Yeah. And they had courts that were on their side because they had, you know, they controlled the government. And so, yeah. you know, they were just trying to bankrupt anybody that was, that was pointing way. out, yeah, their yeah. activity that had now become criminal, essentially. Yeah. Right. So um, there were two... Uh, primary Supreme Court cases, I'm given to understand, um, about this, and they were Falwell versus Hustler and uh Westboro Baptist Church. Um, that the the precedent set was an opinion um that or sorry, is that an opinion about an idea that does not address a specifically identified individual is protected by the First Amendment. Yeah. And is not liable to suit under defamation or emotional distress. Okay but they're ignoring that entirely yeah, yeah. here um and the so the like the real concern especially for anybody who is presenting stuff um just generally yeah. um podcasts and but you would say any kind of news reporters or even journalists or
1: or Joe blow that's got a big following on twitter
0: yeah um the what you what they seem to be trying to do is to set a precedent that Um, being wrong about a politically charged issue is uh, a reason to sue you into ruin.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. and once again, as with Alex Jones, like this is an extreme example Mm -hmm. because I mean, not very many people, not a whole lot of people buy into the idea that Sandy Hook was a staged event. Yeah. Um, I mean, we all pretty well accept that it happened, but I mean, this this is kind of it's the start. Like, OK, mm-hmm. so like obviously people will write this case off because they will they don't believe what Alex Jones was saying was true. But it's really not about that. It's not about whether what he's saying is true or not. It's about his ability to say it. Yeah. And if they can shut him down, that's the first step. And the, and Alex Jones is a lot of first steps because he's already been the first step as far as social media is concerned mm-hmm. because everybody was like when he when he was immediately kicked off all social media at the same time everybody was like well it was Alex Jones he's crazy but then well, but here's it the, wasn't yeah. far from him being kicked off that every people started getting kicked off left and right yeah
0: that's true and but the other issue is that um, while Alex Jones uh, so Alex Jones is a conspiracy theorist and. Honestly, I can't fault him. No. Because we have been shown enough times that the government and the media have lied to us. Yeah. And well, Alex officials. Jones gets
1: a lot of stuff right. Don't take me wrong; I'm no supporter, and I don't really even follow him that close. No, but there's example plenty of examples of him being crazy and not being as crazy as it seems.
0: Yeah, that, and that's what I was about to say. There's been there's been a number of things that he was ahead of the curve on. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's a good way to put it. Absolutely.
0: And um, and if anything has displayed this so openly like everyone should marvel at the the number of lies that can be told by a government a media and um uh officials over the covid stuff
1: oh yeah yeah exactly so like i say it's uh, there's reason to be concerned about this case. Mm -hmm. Like it's not just because I I know a lot of people just look at it. It's like, Oh, well it's just Alex Jones being crazy, Mm -hmm. but it's more than that. Like there's more going on here than just that.
0: Yeah. And he plays an important role. I I think out there too, which you don't want to, you don't want to shut down dissidents or you shouldn't No. You know, you shouldn't want to shut down dissidents because if you get rid of all of the alternative, Um, narratives, then all you have left is the official narrative. And the official narrative has been wrong or fabricated enough times that we should all want to avoid that being the only thing that we hear. That and it,
1: I I talk about this a lot when it comes to like mass shooters and stuff like that, it, it pushes. So if people don't feel like they have a voice, Mm -hmm. then it, that's, that's a way for them to just become violent. Because if if they don't feel like they're being heard, then they, they resort to violence. Yeah. Uh, so why would you it just doesn't make sense for us as a society to try to mm. shut down every voice we don't believe don't agree with mm. because it's just
0: going to make it just proves their point. Yeah. Well, and I, I have a clip from the courtroom oh, that we should go ahead and play um, and then we can continue talking about this. All right.
2: You may not say to this jury that you complied with discovery. That is not true. You may not say it again. You may not tell this jury that you are bankrupt. That is also not true. You're already under oath to tell the truth. You've already violated that oath twice today in just those two examples. It seems absurd to instruct you again that you must tell the truth while you testify yet here i am you must tell the truth while you testify this is not your show do you understand what i have said yes i believe what i said was true so i don't yes you believe everything you say is true but it isn't your beliefs do not make something true that is that is what we're doing here just because you claim to think something is true does not make it true. It does not protect you.
1: Man, I tell you, I just—I I don't even know what. Like that, just it's so crazy to me that you could have a have a a, a judge. Why, where were the attorneys at during this? Like, that's what I want to know. Yeah, I would like, hope that the, your attorney would say... Um, stand up at some point and be like, <laughs> the
0: man has a right to, to say what he truly believes. Yeah. Like, come on. like, Well, and yeah, um, you brought up while we were listening to the clip, and I, I should clarify, there have been multiple trials here. Yeah. So this is this is from the one in Austin that just completed. Okay. Um, he was denied a jury in the one in Con- I think it was in Connecticut. Connecticut. Yeah. Um, so this is this is apparently a jury trial. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know some other parts of that anyway I believe he's he's telling the truth too, honestly. Yeah. Um there has been more discovery presented in these cases than like probably anything similar to it in the history. Yeah. Um. He's done like a hundred hours of depositions. Yeah. Uh, they've turned over all kinds of records. I mean, if anything, I would want the attorney to stand up and say, what information do you, did you ask for that you didn't get?
1: Yeah, exactly. Because
0: if you paid any attention to the trial, like they have um, specific days, what transactions occurred in his bank accounts. They've got phone calls. They've got, they have got everything. Yeah. Um, and, uh, there's, so I think that he complied with discovery too, and yeah. he did file for bankruptcy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't know if that, if those proceedings are done or not, but yeah, I mean, the, the worst thing is that you got a judge that's sitting there saying, I decide what's true in my courtroom. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the, uh, the idea that you could be say testifying
1: on the stand and then yeah. have the judge start interrupting you talking about mm-hmm. not, you don't, what you're saying is not yeah. true.
0: I'm sure they sent the jury out for this. I'm sure they did,
1: thing, but, but still though, to still enter. Cause yeah. I mean, he's obviously up there giving testimony. Yeah. Um, so I mean, clearly if the judge interrupt, I just, I can't
0: imagine that's a courtroom where that's okay. Mm-hmm. And here's, this is going to be a, a controversial opinion. Um, I think, now, in the courtroom, there's laws against lying.
1: Yeah, right? I mean, perjury's like the- a thing, and... Uh- but generally speaking though, mm-hmm. um I don't think that they normally enforce perjury during the trial. Like no no you, no, it would be done afterwards. Yeah, but if you lie in court, case. then yeah, that's yeah. a
0: separate case
1: that's brought against you.
0: But this is the this is the controversial opinion I was going to offer All right. is that even it, now I think that he probably believed that this was a false flag when he started talking about this at the beginning. Yeah. But even if he didn't, if he knew that it was real and he was uh, he was openly lying about it? Yeah. I still don't think that that's prosecutable.
1: Well, I, 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 I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I um, thought what you was going to say is that you you think it's okay for people to lie in court.
0: No, no, no. Okay. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I, I thought
1: mean, that's where you were going with your controversial.
0: <laughs> no, no. Um, um, but I, I do think that it's controversial when you start talking about people like... Well, if, yeah. if they I caused the, harm through intentional lying now and part of it is the like the claims from these parents are that they were receiving death threats from followers of alex jones alex jones can't be held accountable for his followers either yeah yeah well, that you, may be unpopular as well but i you, you, know. you have
1: to me it seems you, you have the right to like I say, whether he believes it or not, to go out there and make stuff up if he wants to. Yeah, um, I, I I do believe that that's something you have a right to do. Now, you know, if he had attacked any of those people personally, mm-hmm. like and used their names and directed yeah. his follows f- followers to him to him personally, yeah, now I do think you would have a case there. Mm-hmm. But in the situation as it sits, I just don't see it.
0: Yeah. Well, and I I'm mostly concerned. Um, now, I'm going to use the Owen Benjamin line here. Uh, like we say a lot of things on this podcast. This is 140 something. Yeah. Um, and they're all roughly an hour each. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there's, um, and we're, and we're a couple of libertarians. So, yeah. <laughs> we have some radical <laughs>
1: beliefs.
0: Um, you got, uh, you know, at least a week's worth of constant talking yeah, uh, online of us. Um, I'm sure that we've been wrong about some things. But yeah. anyway, the point that I was going to make, taking Owen Benjamin's line, is that I may be wrong, but I'm not lying. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, I, I would, what I say up here, I believe to be the truth. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or I wouldn't or, say it.
1: Well, you couldn't do it in her courtroom.
0: Well, <laughs> that, that may be true.
1: Well, and... I don't know. The, it's hard to tell what the truth is anymore. Well, and the other thing that I wanted to say about that that just got me, I mean, when you take the oath, when you go under oath, mm-hmm. don't you say, is part of it that to say what you believe is true or what you know to be true?
0: Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, uh, I thought it was uh swear to tell the truth, the whole, whole truth, truth and, and nothing, nothing but, but the truth. truth. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just, more than that. That may, that may be the shortened TV version. I,
1: maybe I don't. I don't actually know. It just seems like it's somewhere along the line that the. Truth can get weird, man, like, because, I mean, what you believe versus what, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah,
0: and your memory of something can be corrupted as well.
1: Which is the reason you never want to talk to the FBI.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> by the way, just going to throw that one out there for everybody. If you're ever interrogated by the FBI, get a you lawyer. Yeah, get a don't lawyer. Don't say a thing. Don't say a thing, because they can twist it, like, mm-hmm. and and your memory may not be what you think it is. Yeah. You know, because they're going to press you on it.
0: Yeah. Um. So uh, there is a, a danger then, though, uh, and you may say, "Oh, well, this is just for you people that are sitting there in front of microphones, yeah. talking about stuff." But I—that's the
1: reason I bring up the social media thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't. Necess- I mean, stuff you—all of the stuff that people post on social media—and I post a mm-hmm. bunch of garbage myself, so don't don't think I'm above it. Mm-hmm. Um, but. For people who post on social media, ten years from now, that may be used against you in the courtroom. I mean, you don't you don't ever know. Like yeah. it's it's possible.
0: Well, and beyond that, though, I think we got to go back to that the concern about a, a, an authoritarian state where they control the information. Yeah, like control of information is really important. And so it, the the idea that there would be no dissident voices out there that they could prosecute you for being a dissident voice yeah. um should should be something that everybody's concerned about absolutely absolutely especially if you find yourself on the other side yeah <laughs> you know but exactly. but even if you don't like just being able to access alternative opinions like you know, you get bad news from a doctor. Like you can go get a second opinion. Like, you know, yeah. the same should be true from your government. Really, like, <laughs> absolutely. That's a good way
1: to put it. I never thought of it that way, but you're right.
0: Yeah. I, I should be able to go find, you know, alternative information or somebody else's take. Yeah. When, when Biden tells me that Putin is the cause of inflation, I should be able to go out there and find somebody else saying maybe something different. Yeah. Maybe that makes more sense. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so. And we're doing that too, so... Yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe we'll be prosecuted soon enough about that when it's determined that our belief yeah. that inflation is caused by an inflation of the money supply um, <laughs> is determined by the powers that be to be untrue and therefore prosecutable.
1: Yeah. It's just upside-down world, man. Mm-hmm. That's that's where we're living right now. Yeah.
0: Um. This has been kind of short, but I I didn't really have anything more that I wanted to talk about tonight. No, um, like I say, this is it's
1: definitely something that needs to be on people's radar, and I mm-hmm. I just want to kind of at the end just stress the fact that it's Alex Jones now, but who is it next? Yeah, um, and the, your government—it feels like the government is getting more and more power at a almost exponential rate right now, mm-hmm. and there's a lot to be concerned about there. So.
0: Yeah, um I mean we can uh we can talk about the issue kind of turn actually. This is you know along the same lines. Um I, I was going to just start talking about the the war in Ukraine and our idiocy with China as well. Um but it actually brings up an important point because the the uh, government of Ukraine recently put out a list of people that were dangerous propagandists or da- dangerous Russian propagandists that included, um, elected officials in the United States. Really? Uh, like, yeah, like Rand Paul was on the list. Um, <coughs> you know, and there was John, uh, Jay Mearsheimer, the, um, realist, uh, uh, professor of, um, of, uh, foreign relations or. That's not exactly correct, but, you know, yeah. John J. Mearsheimer, anyway, like a really well-respected academic in foreign policy. Yeah. Um, you know, and essentially it's just anybody who is, oh, uh, I think uh, um, retired uh, Colonel Douglas McGregor really? uh, was on that list as well. Wow. Um. And essentially it's anybody who's saying that, that Russia's winning this. Yeah,
1: well, that's um, not holding the line that, you know, Ukraine's the victim, but they're, yeah. you know.
0: Um, I heard Scott Horton being very disappointed that he was not on the list. It's like, <laughs> how is it that I am not important enough to be on this list? Right. Um, and I agree with him. I, agree. I absolutely <laughs> agree with him as well. well. Uh, so he's my go-to
1: foreign policy <laughs> no guy. No kidding.
0: Um, but, uh, you know, there was, it was a list of people that, that the Ukraine government is trying to shut down. Yeah. Um, and then there was a, I think it was CBS news had put out a, a documentary on the arms, um, import into, uh, Ukraine. Um, and they had, uh, a, uh, this leader of this NGO that was doing the transfer of arms, uh, from Poland, um, talking. And he said that, uh, you know, 30% or so of the arms that come in actually make it to the front line.
1: Oh yeah. I heard that.
0: And, um, the Ukrainian foreign minister, uh went nuts and you know put something out about it and c b s pulled down the documentary and they pulled down the art- well they changed the article that related to it um so that it didn 't say that anymore and yeah. um and then uh the Ukrainian foreign minister on Twitter after c b s said well we pulled it we're making adjustments that seems to not be the case anymore or something like that <laughs> yeah um, and he was saying that wasn't enough. <laughs> Well, what else? They literally did everything you could have asked for. Yeah, I would have thought so too. But um, essentially, they don't want any information that reflects poorly on them. And the idea that the Ukrainian foreign minister feels powerful enough that they can call out a major news organization in the U.S., even though I don't have a lot of faith yeah. in that news organization, is just ridiculous.
1: No, that's that's crazy. Well, it just shows you just how much power is to be had, mm-hmm. even by the Ukrainian government. Yeah,
0: <laughs> And I hope it wakes some people up to the things that I've been saying um, about how, like, what we complain about in Russia, about them, uh, you know, um, jailing uh, journalists, that, like op- um, opposition journalists and, um, you know, shutting down uh, opposition parties and so forth. That that goes on. That's it's, it's, uh, it's yeah. happening in Ukraine. It's, it's
1: no better. Well, and it's, yeah, exactly. And I mean, we're not far from it here. Yeah. By the way, like <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know I mean, we're not we're not there yet.
0: Well, this Maralargo uh, raid is kind of a first step, isn't it? It kind of is. It's an attack on a, a political opponent. Yeah. And it, it's not only the previous president, but it's the most likely, it seems. Yeah. Um, or at least one of the likely uh, challengers in the upcoming election. Exactly. That they're going after. And of course they, they definitely went after him before he was uh, elected in 2016.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So this is a step in that direction and, um, it it certainly should, you know, like hackles should be raised here a little bit. Yeah. Um, and regardless of how you
1: feel about Trump, because mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of people who have a lot of issues with him and I get it, yeah. but this isn't, it's He's not kind of a
0: despicable person. But. Well, he is, but
1: <laughs> this is not really about Trump. It's about, okay, well, if it can happen mm-hmm. to him, what else can they do? Well, is anybody off limits?
0: And for a, a group of people that is always touting democracy Um, It seems, and, you know, we pointed this out before, but it seems that the real fear is that democracy won't work in their favor. Yep. Like the reason to keep Trump out of the election. And so this is an alternative possibility about this is to just create enough, um, I don't know, um, dissension, confusion, um, enough concern or whatever around him uh, to make it impossible for him to run. Yeah. Well, um, I, I,
1: if that's their plan, though, it's just not going to work. Yeah. Because it, the the pe- the people who support him like support him. Yeah. Um. And if if you're trying to get the people in the middle, I think a lot of them are going to see this and be mm. like, "Well, like the government and the Democrats have overstepped here." Yeah. You know. Yeah, if, you unless unless they have the goods. No. No. Mm. Don't take no, me wrong. True. If they've got the goods, then then. That it is what it is, Mm -hmm. but it's not not sure what the goods would be. I don't know. I mean, it would have to be something. I I don't exactly know myself, but um, I don't know. I mean, if if they had like some kind of evidence that that he was – Trying to get people to go to the Capitol or something, which I don't even know. To what attack that means. the Capitol. To attack the Capitol. <laughs> he was. Type de- of thing. He was definitely
0: trying to get people well, to, to, to go to the. There. Yeah, but it, <laughs> I,
1: yeah, but I mean, like, attack and do yeah. it. Like, I mean, but what would that even look like? I mean, you really think he's got that in the? E- he doesn't seem like he's an email guy. Like, I don't see him sending the. Yeah, bunch if of, he didn't
0: put it out on Twitter, then it's yeah, probably
1: it's not probably not, not. Yeah, I feel like oh. he's kind of an open book in that scenario. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, no, I don't know what the goods would be, but there are definitely things that could be like legit, like yeah, uh, smoking gun or something. Mm-hmm. But I, I find it hard to believe that they've got that or are going to get that.
0: Yeah. Me? Yeah, um, I, I think that they've probably in more ways just pushed him to be the next candidate.
1: Yeah, and a lot of the people he's endorsed have won at least mm-hmm. their um, nominations. Yeah. So that's once again – you know, see what you you, yeah. you, you they, really won the primaries, solver, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, it's it it'll be interesting to see because you could definitely see a scenario where the Republicans have both chambers and the presidency with it being Donald Trump mm-hmm. with a bunch of extreme <laughs> Trump you know, congressmen and women. So
0: maybe they would start actually doing some of the things that he said that he was going to do that we wanted him to do.
1: It would be interesting to see a second term with Trump. Um, I would love it just for the entertainment value because I think the man's just a riot. But, um, but even more than that, it would, it would be interesting to see if he would make some better decisions.
0: It amazes me the number of people that really believe that he is some kind of unique evil.
1: I just don't see it. I just, I I never have like, I mean, they're all evil and I believe they're all evil, but like, he's not special in that way. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not going to, as, as Dave Smith would say, I'm not going to especially hate him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like I don't especially hate
0: him. Yeah. Um, I, uh, and I agree. Like I, I, I kind of miss him being in the, in the public eye as much as he was when he was president. I mean, it hasn't changed actually, I guess that much. Um, but yeah. like him, you know, getting statements from Trump every day was endlessly entertaining. Yeah,
1: exactly. You just you never knew what you were gonna get.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and I was uh, I was entertained by just kind of the general outrage. Yeah, about nothing in particular most of the time, which is what was funny to me about it. Yeah, um, it just it, it, the mere fact of his existence was uh, it's, it blows my mind
1: hmm. that I, I don't know. He's just he's not. It, I don't know. It just it blows my mind that people could be that outraged about him just existing. Yeah. You know, it's like his, yeah. his, and it was that way from the moment he announced his, his run. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I, I was good friends with a lot of people on the left when he d- announced it was like immediately, I was like, what are you talking? It's Donald Trump. Like, yeah. he, this guy was on the apprentice. Like, yeah. and <laughs> I mean, he's an 80s Democrat. Yeah. Like, I, and I, he hasn't
0: I, changed. I never, I never <laughs>
1: understood the outrage. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't get it, man.
0: Mm so, I'm I, sure there's um,
1: plenty of people out there that could educate me on it, but I, well, just, I don't it, think you're going to convince me. It's
0: because he stole the presidency with the help of Putin from Hillary Clinton, <laughs> and right. we would all be better off, well, obviously, if Hillary so Clinton had crazy, been president. What's so crazy?
1: What's so crazy is the the people that I was talking to in 2016, mm-hmm. they hated Hillary too. Yeah, like they were Democrats that hated Hillary. They were bo- they were mm-hmm. um, Bernie
0: Bros. Yeah, like, should have. So, oh yeah, okay.
1: Um, they so should have voted I mean, for
0: Jill Stein then. Yeah,
1: I mean, but oh, but they, but they had to vote for Hillary because Trump was just could not be president.
0: Yeah. Well, that's part of the game, right? Yeah, I mean that that,
1: that's, that is it, the lesser it, of two evils. Yeah,
0: it, it's much more effective at getting people to vote. Oh,
1: there was another point I wanted to make, and this is maybe a good point to kind of close out on. Okay, was that um, we
0: could use a point to close out on?
1: Yeah. Um. <laughs> so with everything going on with Trump, this uh, dives right into so. The way that the media and everybody, it's just kind of full court press against Trump. And it always has been. I just want libertarians to kind of keep in mind if we ever even start becoming a threat yeah. for power, it's going to be worse than it is with Trump. Mm-hmm. And we just need to be mentally prepared for what that battle may look like. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, they tr- they call Trump every name in the book. Mm-hmm. They're going to do the same to us. We need to be prepared for those type of tactics. To you know, I mean, we know it's not true. We know we're not racist. We know who we are, mm-hmm. and we need to own our beliefs and and stand by them. Yeah. Um, and because well, it's I mean, coming.
0: You're, yeah, you're already seeing it with the um, with the with kind the hate of groundswell the uh, with the Mises Caucus. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, and and that's there's plenty more of that to come from the outside because right now mm-hmm. that's all pretty well coming from the inside.
0: Not all, but yeah, a lot, a lot of it is.
1: Um. You. So. We just need to be prepared for that if if we're ever going to make a real run here. And I mm-hmm. hope in the next couple of years the Libertarian Party is going to at least start making a serious name for itself and becoming a force mm-hmm. um, on some level. Like yeah. I don't know what that exactly is going to look like, but I think that we will become some sort of force um, for good I, I in politics. So. Yeah, um, I, 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 I really so. believe it. Like I I I do. I think that that's the direction the party's heading.
0: Yeah, if only for the Scott Horton uh, point of um in a close race with a libertarian that's also in the race. Yeah. Um, even if they're not close, if they could be the deciding factor. Essentially yeah. if they could shave enough enough votes off of one or the other candidate yeah. to affect the election. Yeah. To use that um that influence, leverage. Yeah. that leverage, yeah. To say, Hey, you need to, you know, Invoke you need this to, you policy. Need to change you need to talk the about stance. these things, yeah. and if you do, hey, if, we'll pull out of the race.
1: Yeah. It will. And it will. And even if you don't pull out of the race, even if it's just to start shaping the conversation, mm-hmm. and and things that are just not talked about can be talked about. Yeah. Uh, because you. I mean, can, and it
0: works both ways too. So if it looks like um, the the existence of the libertarian in the race um, would uh benefit the Democrats by shaving, you know, Republican votes away. You can also go to the Democrats and say, hey, yeah. we'll stay in the race, but you gotta do this. Yeah. And if you don't change your policy on this, if you don't adjust for this kind of thing, then we'll just pull out of the race and our votes will go to the Republican. Yeah. Or yeah,
1: the Tulsi Gabbard effect. Mm-hmm. You know, because the Democrats wouldn't have talked about oh. foreign policy at all if it wasn't for her. That's true. Um and we we could be that for the nation. Mm-hmm so i I don't know, I think there's some good things to come, but we need to brace ourselves with what's happening, particularly with Trump right now, that this is we're next, yeah potentially
0: yeah there there seems to be very little um patience with any kind of dissidents, yeah in this country right now, and it's uh yeah,
1: and we're as libertarians, we're the king of all dissidents, yeah,
0: we're all, <laughs> yeah, we're always there, yeah. you know it, it's funny, like we share so much with so many. Um, and yet somehow are like, just we're the, the radical. The, yeah, exactly. Um, the black sheep. <laughs> I heard somebody, uh, I think they were quoting Tom DiLorenzo um, recently, uh, who's a Mises Institute guy. Um, and it, it was something like, if, if you believe that government should um, interfere with domestic policy uh, or with domestic affairs, then you're a Democrat. And if you believe that, that the government should interfere with foreign affairs, um, you're a Republican. If yeah. you believe that the, the government should interfere everywhere, you're a moderate. And if you believe yeah, right. that the government shouldn't interfere anywhere, you're a radical.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or a libertarian.
2: <laughs> well. <laughs> but, uh, but I repeat myself. Exactly.
0: <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, we may have stretched that into a normal episode In all the right. end. <laughs> <laughs> Um, after closing 15 minutes ago, we will now close we'll again. Close it for real this time. Um, so, we expect to be back next week. Um, and in the meantime, you can follow us on Facebook. Uh, you can subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, or YouTube. Oh, by the way, we had another video taken down from YouTube that was put back up after I.
2: Appealed again, it, yeah. yeah.
0: It was episode one forty, so it was the not the last one, but the one before hmm. um, was pulled down, and they said, oh, "Okay, no, I guess it wasn't any medical misinformation," and put it back up. <laughs> They're um, still after us, so, man. So yeah, I, I'm actually kind of uh, excited about the attention that we're getting from YouTube all of a sudden. <laughs> all right. Um,
1: well, I can hear the black helicopters now. <laughs> right.
0: Um, so, but anyway, most of the time you can subscribe on YouTube. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we'll hit or miss these days <laughs> yeah.
0: um and uh yeah uh there's the the website is the dot you can always contact me at michael at the liberty mike.com um is that everything it feels like that. everything yeah all right so uh like and share uh comment um review uh criticize uh tell your friends and all that other stuff absolutely it all helps and uh, we'll be back in a week when we finally get this right. And in the meantime, try to stay free. Life short, live free. Ciao. Later.